the left side, there's all this hubbub, there's police and everything. And just, and right, I'm looking right out the window at this perfect time, they pulled the a guy up who was trying to jump off the bridge, a young Asian guy with a sweatshirt on. They pulled him up, and I could see his facial expression, you know, when he basically was right at that point, he was going to jump, but then he stopped, or, and they were pulling him up. And he was in shock. You could see it. And suddenly the cops grabbed him, and then he started shaking, you know, started fighting. And then our bus just went away. But it was an amazing moment just to watch his face as they came up off the bridge. And then I saw him right when they were pulling him up off the railing. And no one else on the bus even was looking out the window. I was in the distro. And they were all talking. I'm going, geez, you know. <laughs> it's a good way to leave town, you know. I just love to capture mine when you can see mind, you know. Mm-hmm. See where mind can lead us to a point of fuck it, in a way. Where something is, seems to be the last choice, you know, to end your life with some young kids. So that was a good way to start the trip, you know, to drive to and then we sat on the tarmac for a few hours. And they don't even have the, uh, they don't even tell you why anymore. You know, they were the twentieth. They just fuck them. You know, just sit there, no explanation. And it's amazing how sedate we act. You know, I felt like saying, "Hey, tell me when we're leaving." You know, whatever. But uh, what was I talking about? Oh, that was the pre-talk. Go ahead. So here's the So, if you feel like you have to gather yourself to be in the moment, who is that which is gathering oneself? And what the hell are you gathering? The whole book idea is to realize, let's say, you see a lot of books about how to be in the moment, how to really, really be in the moment, like the how to really, really, really be in the moment, you know? The thing is, is the question, can you be out of the moment? Have you ever been out of any moment that you've been in? Have you? So if you can't be out of the moment, then why would you want to be invested in trying to be in a moment? You'd see that by being in the moment would be a denial of the fact you can't be out of the moment, yeah? So where is that going to take you? If you keep denying the fact of what's so and pursuing a a false what's so, you're going to live in, in a sense, the what's not so, yeah? Just like the idea of trying to get out of self is ridiculous because you can't be in self. Yeah? There's no self for you to be in. You'd have to be a self to be in a self. Yeah? If it's you that are in a self, who's that you that's in a self? Is that a self also? I mean, it's like one of those Russian dolls. You keep opening it and there's another doll in it. Where does it end? Where does it become an authentic self that's been finally the one that's been in that self and out of that self, in that, out, you know? There isn't one. The whole point is we're not in a self. So there's no need to get out of it. That's the solution. The solution is it's an imaginary problem. That's the freaking solution. If you, make, if you treat, keep applying solutions to an imaginary problem, that's a problem. Yeah? We're in the midst of our own problems because of a faulty understanding. We're seeing black as white, and we're seeing up as down, we're seeing yes as no. There's a very, it's very, very unclear in our mind. Our mind is agitated. 
yet it doesn't want to admit that and admit that it doesn't know, so it wants to be right about what it doesn't know. Yeah? Where in the Zen, the highest form of mind is I don't know. It's a beautiful state because in I don't know, you're, put, you're thrust in a position of finding out, which is a very high form of knowledge. Yeah? When you find something out, it's much different than when you know something. When you know something, there's always the opposite possibility that you'll forget it when you really need to know it. Yeah? But when you find out, it's much more convincing. It almost can turn into an unspoken yes. Yeah? You can really sort of get something in your gut. Once you get it, then you realize... I, there's no need to get into a moment that I can't be out of, and there's no need to get out of something I can't be in. Yeah? What happens then? Find out. You may feel an easing comfort that you're not feeling about five seconds before that. Yeah? Because the mind, in selfing, that's the term I use, selfing. It's an activity of a mental process. Yeah? It's the manufacture of the me, the idea of me. Yeah. So you have, we, you, we're all sitting here, right? And I'm looking, my experience of everyone in this room is they are you. Yeah? You, 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 you. Yeah? Your name tag is like the body. So you, 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 you. And everyone looking back at this sees me as a you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Not one time in your life are you going to see me, you, me as me. You're always going to see me as you. Yeah? There's no, not, if I have 800 people in here, 8,000 people, everyone is going to have an experience from the eye of this. And it's going to be, it's a you. They're going to see a you, yes? Now, I'm the only one sitting in the room that says, oh, I beg to differ with you. This is me. Yeah? That's the selfie. That's all it is. It's like a bastardization or, or, a, or a weird combining of the I and the you, and then calling it a me. And that me is very unique and very special, and no one can understand me. No one feels like me do. You know, no one's done what the me has done. Yeah, it's just... It just riffs on it. It's like... You know, let's say if John... If we walked into a jazz club and John Coltrane was playing... And we go, hey, John, we want you to riff on something. And then we threw an idea out to him. And he says, what? Separation. All right? And then he would just riff. <laughs> this is what our mind's doing. Yeah? It's riffing on idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And this is it. This is the, this is the score. This is the show. This is the symphony. This is it. Yeah? The mind riffing that it's something other than it is. There's nothing wrong with it unless there's an identification as it. And then you'll suffer the consequences of being what you're not. Yeah? You will feel as if you are really special. You will feel, feel like no one can understand you. You can even get to the point of, of feeling, or maybe you're the sense of the source of love, but you're, you'll live a life that's been unloved. You know, this is an amazing... You, know, you talk about miracles, like raising someone up from the dead... Our mind's raising shit up from nothing all day. Seriously. It's provoking effects in this body, worrying about something that's not happening. You don't think that's a miracle? I think it is. I can sit here right now, be totally okay, and then I could have maybe eight thoughts, and if my attention goes with those eight thoughts about what's going to happen when I get home, or my girlfriend is sleeping with my best friend right now, yeah? And if I go there and I land at that destination, 
its effects don't happen then, it affects happen now, because that's illusory, there's no there. But that the, the identification or the the obsession or the attention to there will produce an effect here. Yeah? Your mind will be what? More agitated. Even when you went you this is a very nice, comfortable position to be in on a Friday night, but a lot of people aren't even inherently here. They're not on Friday night. They're on a past Friday night or maybe a future Friday night. Yeah? They may be only three hours from now or maybe an hour ago, but very rarely does the mind actually land here. Yeah? How are you going to find what's on offer here if you're not here? Yeah. Hey, guys. Yes, you're excused. One of my favorite people came in. Well, that's the end of the meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming. Don't forget the donation vest. <laughs> oh, Joe! Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All these people got the money I sent them to come. <laughs> I need to feel validated. <laughs> I don't know, the view we, I take is you can't be a teacher of what you are, right? But you can teach about what you're not. Yeah? Because it's not you, you're seeing it. So you can describe the manufacturing of what you're not. You can, you can follow its traits. You can characterize it. And when you share that, maybe the mind that hears it will entertain the possibility, hey, I'm not that. And in that, some movement occurs, yeah? Because if you're identified... As a self, yeah, your your desire for freedom and wanting peace will still be there, but it will be framed in you're going to want peace and desire freedom as that which you're not. Yeah, you're going to be trying to find peace as a self instead of from a self. It's hugely different. Yeah, to me, trying to find peace as a self is a form of slavery. Because you're going to keep having to keep looking and looking and looking. You'll never arrive, yeah? But the peace to me is from, not for or as. So when I was entertained this idea, when someone shared it with me, and I entertained, hey, I may not be that, yeah? From that point on, as soon as my mind can entertain, hey, I may not be that, it could entertain, hey, I can be free of that, yeah? It couldn't entertain being free of it when it took itself to be that, yeah? That's why it had to get therapy. That's why it has to do with all these shenanigans, trying to get relief as that, trying to convince that to leave it alone a little bit, trying to, like, win it over, trying to, you know, soothe it, instead of just walking fucking away from it, yeah? And that's what can happen. If you see it isn't you, when you walk away, you'll never even look back when the, the sirens of Ulysses start singing, but wait, you know, you won't even look back. <laughs> Seriously, it's like getting off a dead horse. 
<laughs> put down the whip and then there you go because the horse wasn't moving but you were tying the hell out of yourself whipping it constantly it ain't going anywhere you know what I mean <laughs> so in recovery we had a great uh, preliminary because in recovery when you get into recovery they have a book and it starts uh, describing the attributes of the disease of selfing basically and it also describes certain principles that are at play. One of them is any life run on self-will will not be successful. That self-knowledge will avail you nothing. So a lot of people think knowledge is valuable, but if the self, which its main movement is the claim, yeah, the selfing, that's what it does, instead of, it doesn't have a life, so it says it's my life. It doesn't, it's not, there's no thinker of the thoughts, but it says I'm the thinker. I'm the feeler, I'm the doer, I'm the haver, yes? It's all a movement of claiming. It's like this. If I had a, a bottle here, and it was just everyone saw it as a bottle, I could give it a different meaning if I call it my bottle, yeah? Now the bottle infers there's an owner of it, yeah? Body, my body. So the body isn't the body anymore. It's being used to infer the one who has the body, which is the me, not the I, the me. Yeah. So, problem, my problem. The problem now has a different agenda. It's just not a problem, it's my problem. Yeah. And the my, just like if you put a word here, money, and you put a word relationship, and you put a word health, and you read it based on what you were feeling tonight, you would have a different meaning. Yeah. One could be really heavy, the other could be light. I'm saying you can add a huge amount of heaviness if you proceed every one of those thoughts with one word, my, my money, much different, eh? My health, much different. My relationships, much different. Much heavier, yeah? Isn't it? That's how we're traveling. That's the difference between traveling heavy and traveling light is the my. Really, we may be used to traveling heavy. That doesn't mean we're not traveling heavy. It's sort of like if you took a thought and you weighed it, you can't, but let's say you could, and you weighed a thought, it was like an ounce. Yeah? They say in some uh, research that you're having 70,000 thoughts a day. So that's 70,000 ounces you're traveling with. Now, we don't have a scale to weigh subtle things. Yeah? You can't weigh the weight of a thought, but you live that weight. Yeah? You express the heaviness of the thought through emotion, through mental agitation, yes, through contraction, yeah? So here, so I'm traveling with 70,000 thoughts, that's 70,000 ounces, I don't know how much that weighs. I'm used to traveling through life, you know, through jobs, relationships, my health, you know, and I don't realize it. It's just like anyone today, I bet you if you went into a cafe, no one was talking about the effects of gravity on them, yeah? There's a heaviness on us as a body all day, but because it's been there all day, you don't know it, yeah? Well, this is just exactly what it's like. When you're traveling heavy, you don't know what it's like to travel light. You can only think about traveling light from the frame of traveling heavy. Yeah? It doesn't fucking work, but it... So here's thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. All right, and they weigh an ounce. Now you have the word my thought. Now they weigh a pound, each thought. Yeah? Let's say specifically about one, maybe a topic of sex much more important than, let's say, relationships. So every thought that seemingly is about sex is going to weigh a pound now. Now you're traveling through a day with about a couple thousand pounds. 
what's going to happen? You're going to feel pretty damn heavy, yes? And that heaviness is going to cause a desire or a drive in you to get relief, yeah? Obviously. The thing is going to want to throw off the weight, yes? So you have this heaviness, and the main imperative now is to seek relief. But if you're rooted or you're identified with the root of all the heaviness, which is the selfing, yeah? then even the relief, the, the seeking relief, will become heavy. Yeah, Maybe you'll have a great moment, and you'll have the relief, and yet the mind will use that great moment and its absence the next 30 years to beat the living hell out of you. So now you can't enjoy it because you thought you once had it, and then you've lost it, and somehow it's on you why you lost it. Yeah, This is self-centeredness. You're at fault somehow that you lost this great gift that was given you. It's total bullshit. This is all advertisement, yeah? You, if you buy one, you're going to buy a lot of them. It's got to be, it's just like a sense of abstinence. You've got to recognize none of it has any truth in it whatsoever. It's all about the you that you're not, yeah? And every, every thought that's been claimed has never been claimed by you. It's been claimed by a mental process. You are un marked by all of this fucking activity, what you are. Your mind is still pristine and empty like the open sky. Everything is like a henna tattoo. It disappears quickly. Yes, It's like a cloud. The cloud shows up and it's defined by the sky. If it didn't have the space of the sky, it would never fucking appear. Yet the cloud comes by, but the cloud moves away. And I'll tell you, every time a bird shits in the sky, it never lands on the sky. It always lands down here, eh? on your car usually. But it's usually not landing in the sky. The sky is untouchable. When it rains, the sky doesn't get wet. Yeah. When planes are flying through, they never call up the terminal and said, we ran into a big chunk of sky up here. Nothing like that happens. The sky is like mind, open mind. Yeah. And there's a lot of activities going on called mental processes. They're not mind. They're mental processes. They're, they, they are what provoke and agitate states, mental states arising. But what sees the mental state isn't a mental state. What sees the mental states is not a mental state. It's awareness. Yeah? And whatever has ever happened to you, no matter, sometimes the clearest you'll ever be is about a confusion. You ever hear sometimes people share about their darkest depressions? They are so clear about it. What's allowing such clarity about something that was so opaque and dark was the clarity of mind itself. The mind that was used, the light of that mind which was used to describe that dark place. Yeah? That light, that clarity precedes everything that happens here. And there's no way... See, what happened with me is I went to see a talk once, and I was sitting there. lady was sharing, and something hit me. I said, geez, I've been looking into these mental states that are rising, but 